Yo, 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 what is it, man? It is episode three of the LA Club podcast, the podcast you can snack to, nap to, and relax to. And what amazing week has it been for just everything, right? Has it? I don't know. I might be just full of it, but I want to start off saying, I, I want to start off appreciating, showing some light, showing some spotlight to the one, the only, the great, the magnificent Margot Robbie. She is just killing it. She is amazing. If you don't know who Margot Robbie is, and you might not know because I might be butchering her name. She's an actress. She's an actress from Australia. And she has been on a roll. <laughs> um... Pun unintended. <laughs> um, but she has been on a roll as of late with the movie she starred in. And just, like, take, take, just listen. Suicide Squad, right? Now, maybe the movie as a whole was not great, but her performance. Suicide Squad, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Wolf of Wall Street, I, Tanya, and Focus. Focus came back in 2015 with Will Smith. I mean, just Will Smith, um, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jared Leto. It's just, she's, she has been able to hang with some of Hollywood's most elite and just make a killing. And I really, I really love that. You know, definitely her being a woman and being from Australia, making it into the States and just been killing it. That I applaud and I am in awe and she deserves the blessings. She deserves the fruit of her labor. She deserves the recognition. She deserves everything that is, you know, getting that is going to her. She's she's just great. And I really enjoyed her interview on um, First We Feast, you know, the Hot Ring show. She really, she was really funny on that. But yes, Birds of Prey is coming out soon, and I'm re- I'm I'm going to see that. I'm seeing that movie. That movie is gonna be great. I, I just I love just watching women like lead or lead. Yeah, women led roles. I think. I think it's I think it's great and just seeing seeing these type of characters finally getting the shine. You know, Holly Quinn was never much of a you know, big player in the Batman. She was there with the Joker, but to be able to get like a B-side character from a A-plus character, you know, being able to get a character like Holly Quinn her own movie it, it it takes time and it takes the right people to create something as great as this. And I'm looking forward to it, you know. Okay, moving on. Second on the docket, the NBA tra- trade deadline. The NBA trade deadline. Um, it, it was, it was okay. It wasn't, I, I wouldn't say it was anything blockbuster, you know. It, was, it wasn't anything like that. I think the big, like, I think Blockbuster was like when 
the Kings traded DeMarcus Cousin to the Pelicans. It wasn't anything like that, but the biggest trade, I think, was when Houston traded traded Clint Capella to the Hawks. I think he's such, I mean, he's such a, you know, he's a center. He's such a dominant force. Um, I think that was probably the biggest one. And it makes it makes sense, but I don't think it I don't think it made the most. Like it just Russell Westbrook, he's he's an attacker, you know, he's he's gonna drive he's he's a driver, he's gonna drive to the paint. And you can't do that when you have, you know, a center like that clogging the paint. You get what I'm saying? And so he's not gonna be able to really you know, play to his full potential when you have such a necessary piece on the team there. But I don't think it's I don't think in the long run is gonna make the most sense. You know, the Houston is trying to play small ball, but I don't think there's the I don't think the pieces are there to do that. You get what I'm saying? Like Golden State is the best team to play small ball. You know? Because it's the because Golden State it has the small ball pieces, then it also has the centers. You get what I'm saying? It has, you know, you can start Draymond Green at the five, but you still had, you know, Andrew Bogut or DeMarcus Cousins. You still had the legit centers to swap in and out. But when you get rid of Clint Capella, you know, you still have. You still have Tyson Chandler, but is he going to be able to produce when, you know what I mean? You're not going you're not playing him as much as he should, you know. He well, he's not getting as much PT or playtime as he was in Laker, you know, in Lakerland. And Tyson Chandler is one heck of a player too. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, I think. You know, being able to contend or not contend but be able to play in the style of um, basketball and still be picked up by teams, you know, at his age and, you know, moving to the small ball type um, play style, it it's to his credit, you know. But I don't, it was, oh, it was okay, you know. I think, you know, Clipper fans and Lakers fans was, we were trying to get Darren Collinson. And I like Darren Collinson. I think he's a, I think he's a good piece. But I think I kind of think that I think he's being t- made too big, and that's not you know I'm not trying to be disrespectful or nothing like that. But he's a player, but I don't I think you know for the sake of talking, for the sake of having something to talk about, the media and the sports media especially will kind of overhype something, you know, to be able to talk about it and add, you know, different perspectives or different types of, of, you know, analysis. You know, I don't, like Darren Collinson, where was all this attention about Darren Collinson like a few years back? You get what I'm saying? He's, He's not a bad player, but he's not going to make a difference on a team, you know, like the Clippers that already have pieces or like the Lakers that already have pieces. He's going to he's going to be there. He's going to produce. I expect that, but he's not he's not going to be like LeBron coming to your team. I feel like that's what the media as of late 
to try to draw in, you know, views or viewers or trying to draw in attention have been doing about the whole Darren Collinson situation. And ultimately he declined, you know, he's not joining. He will um I guess wait out and see. But I don't I mean, I feel like I feel like okay, cool, but you know, if you had the opportunity right there, I feel like you you should take it, but you know, that's me. That is not him. You know, I I you know, I will I I mean, I wouldn't you know, have anything against him being on the Clippers, you know. And it's tricky. I mean, I'm a Clippers fan. I've been a Clippers fan for a few years. I just like I said, I just don't like Kawhi Leonard's play style. It it just it just slows the game down to me. Yeah, it, it's he he should have been in San Antonio. That's that's probably be the best place for him and his play style, you know, but we've we've had a okay year. We've had some losses. We've had some losses recently that just like really we lo- we lost to them. But it is what it is. I think we'd be good in the playoffs, but everyone who knows me knows I'm from, I was born in Ohio. LeBron James is my favorite player and I'm a I'm always root for him too. So LeBron has made it tricky for me, but I I think I'm doing okay. But um moving on from the tr- NBA trade deadline, what about the NBA All-Star weekend? So Dwight Howard is going to be in the dunk contest. I think that's the biggest name that's going to be in there. A few players that have kind of like a few players that really haven't had like a big year. I think I think Eric Gordon is going to be there. I don't know. I haven't really checked, but I think the I mean, what can you do that hasn't already been done? You know, like the dunk contest is cool, but it's like what what is new? Like I I just don't see like without what Zach Levine that he can dunk. That boy can dunk. You know? But I mean with Dwight Howard and everything, I'm I'm Dwight Howard has been more than impressive. He has been more than impressive. You know, he has he has finally had his you know, redemption year. This has been his year, you know? He hasn't been sloppy. He hasn't been, you know, he hasn't done anything wrong. He's He's been a true professional, and he's been, you know, making his time on the, you know, on the court worth it. And I'm proud for him. You know, I am proud of Dwight Howard. I've always been a big fan, even when, you know, they went, they beat, even when he was in Orlando and they beat, you know, LeBron um, Cavaliers the first go, first go round. But I've always been a big fan because his athleticism, you know, he's always been kind of, you know, lighthearted, you know, you know, easygoing. But he, now he's he's in go mode and he's in a he's in a situation where, you know, he will be able to get you be able to get the best out of them, you know. For the last few seasons, he's been tossed around, you know, like hot potato. And I think, um, I think now he's he's in the right place. He's he, he's in the right place, you know. But um, so the the slam dunk contest participants are Pat Connaughton Connaughton from the Milwaukee Bucks. Like 
who knows who, who, who I don't even know who that guy is. You know, um, <laughs> Aaron Gordon. Okay, I was right about Orlando from Aaron Gordon from the Magic, Dwight Howard from the Lakers, of course, and Derrick Jones Jr. from the Miami Heat. That boy can dunk too. That boy can get it. And I feel like with at least Aaron Gordon, if not Zach Levine, you know, Zach, at least Zach Levine's been hurt and kind of like inconsistent, you know, with his injuries, you know. But at least with Aaron Gordon, it's going to be, you you know what to, to expect from him. But, um, yeah, I think um, a lot of people, like if a lot, I've, I've read something about like trying to make the NBA the dunk contest like let the people that do these crazy dunks on instagram take over you know let them do their thing but it is what it is so not only not just talking about the dunk contest um the three-point contest okay so we have first we have davis davis burton's from the washington wizards Devonte graham from the charlotte hornets Joe Harris, my boy Joe Harris from the Brooklyn Nets, Buddy Hield from the Sacramento Kings, Zach Levine from the Chicago Bulls, Dame Dollar, Damian Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers, Duncan Robinson from the Miami Heat, and Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Joe Harris is my boy. I've been I've been repping him since he first got in Cleveland. He was drafted by Cleveland. And if I'm not mistaken, the year that LeBron came back, they got rid of him. Or maybe the year afterwards. But Joe Harris, he's killing it in Brooklyn. He had a great year last year, definitely just shooting. But I think he I think he has more to him. I think he's only gonna get better. He's in a city. He's Brooklyn is one of those cities where like even if I feel like even if you're not from there, you just you just have respect for it. You know, Brooklyn has always been like one of those cities where you just gotta give it respect. That it's respect. You get what I'm saying? You know, New York, New York as a as a whole, you know, as a state, is it it has a it has birthed some of the greatest creators, artists, you know, basketball players, you know, athletes. It's it's birthed some of the greatest people to ever you know ever live and definitely like live in you know entertainment area. So I've I've always had respect for Brooklyn. I've always admired it. It's it's gritty, you know, and definitely with the Nets, the Nets have such a young core, you know. They they're you know they're not expect they don't have you know they're being underestimated a little bit, you know. But I feel like they're only gonna get um keep getting better. Definitely with Kyrie Irving being there and Kevin Durant. Once Kevin Durant comes, it will be lock and seal. You're good, you know, and I pray. I pray for Kyrie Irving, you know, because he's been very. I, he sometimes he's not vocal about it, but I think to a degree he has been vocal about his feelings regarding certain things and you know some of his personal personal life. But you know, I, I only hope for the best for him. But let's talk about Damien the Litter, man. I I I I shot in him out. Last episode, I I gave him my props. I just, I gotta keep on doing it. He keeps on he he just keeps on killing it. He, he he has been on a tear, you know. And if if a point guard if a point guard is gonna be in the MVP conversation, 
he is rightfully does he I think if he continues to be what he's being and that is on fire and and winning games now if he now if he can continue being on fire and win games I think he should be in the conversation I think he should be in the conversation I don't think he will win it but he not only does he bring the skill I think somewhat he brings a story to it cuz if you haven't I don't know if you realize this but just think about it. The last few years, there's been a story to every MVP. You know, with Giannis, you know, just, just his story of, like, where he's from and him being, you know, from Greece and all the things, you know, he's kind of had to go through and, you know, kind of being that outsider. And then, you know, him only getting, you know, for a lot of like the past few years, him slowly but surely getting better as a player. You know, he's had a story. You know, when Steph Harden, no, that's, I almost said Steph Harden. When Steph Curry won the first one and then won back-to-back. And the second one being, you know, unanimous. You know, he had a story, you know, with his ankles and his injuries and being underestimated and everything. You know, Russell Westbrook had a story with the triple-double. James Harden, someone had a story. Not much of a story, like personal story, but his his play style was a story. And I think Damian's story would be... His style of play and how efficient his style of play is, you know. But I feel like who should who's in the conversation now? Giannis, I think, is still in the conversation. LeBron James, um, Luca from Dallas, and Damian Lillard. I think those are the top four right there. I don't I don't see anyone else that is producing or is carrying the load as much and as greatly as those four individuals are. You know, with Giannis, he still has his story. He, he's he's only getting higher, you know, like a, like you know, like the stock. You know, he's only he's only climbing. LeBron James, yeah, gotta give him credit. He's only he's continuing to climb when he should be declining. That's the story on its own, that at his age and at just this stage of the career, 17 years. That is three years away from 20. That's three years away from the amount of years Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bean Bryant has played. That's a story on its own. Luca carrying the team on his back, you know, not being from here, being, you know, from, where is he from? Spain, I think. Spain, I think. You know, him just being an outsider, and I've, I've, I've noticed some teams have given him a bit too much, or not really too much, but some teams are trying to roughen him up. And that, you know, I haven't noticed any other people trying to rough roughen anyone else up like that besides him. You get what I'm saying? But Luca has a good story, and Damian Lillard, the way he's playing, that that would be his story too, cause you know they. I I feel like once Nurkic gets back, they would have a bit more offensive firepower to rely on. Besides Damian and CJ, you know you got Hassan Whiteside. You know when he was on man when he was in Miami for the first few years, he was he was producing at a very 
um, at a very high rate. And he had a story, too. You know, before he got picked up by the Heat, he was playing basketball at the YMCA, you know. And then he, the Miami Heat gave him dollars because he was, he was producing big, big, you know, big time money. And I feel like you got the center, you got Melo, you know what I mean? You got Melo, someone that's, you know, has accepted his role and is going out there giving you some defense too. Not just some offense, but some defense as well. You got CJ, you got Dame. I feel like you you get Nurkic back and you get that 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 hole that's kind of been, you know, plaguing the team. And maybe a better bench. I don't know. But I do like Dame. He's always been just to himself. You know, he's not like trying to do everything. He just shoots it, you know, passes the ball like very high clip. And he's just humble, you know. He he just does what he does. He ain't trying to bring attention to himself, which is great. I, I like that. I appreciate that. So, okay. What do we have next? Um, well, let's talk, let's let's continue the sports talk. <clears throat> um, Toronto beat the Minnesota Timberwolves, one thirty seven to one twenty five, I believe. Um, Utah beat one. Utah beat Dallas, one twenty three to one nineteen. Phoenix, well, the Lakers beat the Phoenix Suns by twenty five points, one twenty five to one hundred. Miami beat the Golden State Warriors, one thirteen to one one. Brooklyn beat no. Yeah, Brooklyn beat the Indiana Pacers 106-105. Yeah, Toronto's been a great team so far. Even without even without Kawhi Leonard, they've, you know, they've been able to produce. I've, I've always had faith in Toronto. You know, I'm a big fan of Canada. Of course, Drizzy Drake. Jeez! You know, I've always been a big fan of Canada. I've always liked how they've always, you know... The you know the fans whoever comes and plays for them Canada has always been accepting and loving of, bas you know Toronto basketball and their players, and that's and great I they deserve that championship, and you know they they still I feel like you know they still could have lost you still have Steph Curry you get what I'm saying LeBron you know LeBron has been in those situations where it's just him as the star and you know he has to take up the responsibility. And a lot of people are trying to put Steph Curry in those conversations as, you know, one of the best players to ever play, like Jordan and LeBron. I mean, hey, but um, they deserve that championship. That's for sure. Toronto has been big, definitely on that defense. And just loving the game of basketball and playing as a team and playing as a country. That's the biggest thing. When you When you go over to those different countries... And definitely with Canada being, you know, as diverse and, you know, accepting as they are. When you when you show them that love back, show that appreciation back, and you and you produce a championship, you're forever, you know, you're a legend. And, you know, Kawhi Leonard did a great thing with, you know, producing championship and just accepting you know what I mean? Like accepting what he was in the situation he was into being traded from San Antonio. You know, he could have just been, eh, whatever. I ain't really gonna no. He came, he won, and he went. And 
I respect that, you know. He could have just, you know, waited, you know, waited out for such a long time and been like, mm, nah, you know. But he he got what he wanted, you know, getting Paul George, and you know, he's I think he was as open as you were gonna get out of Kawhi, you know, being as, you know, silent and to himself with it, you know. But um, yes, it, I'm I'm looking forward to the playoffs. That's for sure. Definitely on the Eastern Conference because Philly's we- Philly's weak. Philly is weak. You have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, and you are weak. It's just one of them gotta go. Ben won't shoot. You know he, he okay. He made what two shots behind the arc so far. His entire career, and it's been just this year. You can't have a point guard that's not going to shoot. You might shoot those jumpers and everything, but you know he's he's mostly a dry. He's mostly like uh, you know, mini LeBron. Even though they're kind of like the same height or same size, but you know he's a younger LeBron. You're gonna see him finish, and you can't. It's kind of like the the rest book, the rest book and Capella situation. You can't be the point guard, a finishing point guard, because you're not like Steph Curry that can, you know, rise a dazzle and shake and bake behind the, you know, three-point line. That's a different story because, you know, with Steph, okay, you can shoot the three and also you can, you know, finish in the paint. But they're, they're also one the greatest team to be able to play small ball, so you don't have to worry about that. But Westbrook is what? 25% three-point shooter for his career. You know, he's not a good three-point shooter. And he's not a razzle-dazzle three-point shooter. He's, like, mostly like a catch-and-shoot or, you know, off the dribble and then, you know, shoot. You know, or like, one dribble and then shoot. Not, you know what I mean? Not like St- Steph Curry. But you can't be Ben Simmons at his size and everything and get the most out of both of them. You know, it's just it's just impossible, you know. And Jarrell Embiid is seven foot, but trying to play outside, which isn't helping the team, you know. Get get the get the buckets in the paint. You're one you're one of the most dominant centers and arguably the best center in the league and you're you're not producing. You're just not. And you should. You know, Jimmy Butler I'm I'm glad he left, you know, but Jimmy he, he, he you know he shouldn't have been the he, I feel like he shouldn't have been the main one taking those shots late in the game, you know and, and I mean he was winning them you know he was hitting them and winning the game but when you have that much talent you shouldn't be in situations where oh you know one shot to win the game no you should be blowing them guy blowing teams out with the much talent that you got. But, you know, Jimmy couldn't be able to do it all of it. You know what I mean? So, one of them has to go for one of them and for the team to be better. Because you can't just have both just being just finishing or one that should be shooting going to the, you know, paint and the one that should be in the paint shooting. You get what I'm saying? That's, that, doesn't, that doesn't mix well and it will only hurt the team. So... Whew, that was a lot, wasn't it? <laughs> so for the first year um, in his entire career, Tom Brady will be 
testing the free agent market. To be honest, it doesn't make any sense for him to go anywhere else. But if you noticed, a lot of Hall of Fame players, NBA and NFL, you know, they will like take that one year deal, that one year year deal to like go to somewhere else and then retire or whatnot. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. It's it's not a smart thing, but it's not like a dumb thing. It's just like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, if Tom Brady is healthy and he's ready, just stay in New England. You're not gonna get anything better going anywhere else. Some t- some people are speculating him going to the Oakland Raiders. You're not gonna get anything better in Oakland than you are in New England. It just doesn't make any sense. Either stay in New England or just retire. You're, to me, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. You cannot argue saying he's a system quarterback still. And he has five NBA, not NBA, he has five NFL championships. And most of, most of them, it's, it's come from him. Making those late game drives in the fourth quarter to and winning them. You know, not like... You know, oh, they just ran the ball in, or their defense was the one that was killing them, like Seattle or, you know, Seattle to Denver or Denver to Carolina Panthers. You know, it was Tom Brady making those epic throws to those, you know, people that, to those players that, until then, you had no idea who they were. Or, you know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, please just... Stay there, stay in New England, or retire. You know, you're he's he's the best quarterback in my opinion. And I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. We have been Roethlisberger, you know, but I feel like he's been able to he's been able to capitalize on everything he's had, and he's never been injured. You know, he hasn't had to go without. You know, he's never had to miss a lot of time or any time at all could do the injury. But that's not really much of anyone else's fault that, you know, you you can't blame that. You can't put that on anyone else. That It just happened. But he's he's been lucky, you know. And that is enough of the sports talk. Um, let's talk about a day that is coming up soon on a, on a Friday. Um... Valentine's Day. Let's talk about it. Um, well, what is there to talk about, really? <laughs> I'm going to be working. You know, I'm going to be working making making some money, making some dough. Because I do work at a pizza place, so I would be making dough, you know. But let's talk about Valentine's Day. And let's talk about just holidays in general. I feel like... I feel like... There's like in America holidays that just been they they just been capitalized, you know. Let's I mean let's just be real. Like Valentine's Day, that's not really a real holiday, you know. It's there, but it's just it's it's not like one of those like traditional holidays. You get what I'm saying? Like Halloween is not a traditional holiday, but you know. We're gonna uh, we're gonna you know make these you know once a, once 
in the year, you know, special edition type chocolates and, you know, these special offers and these, you know what I mean, these flowers and these, you know, designs because it's Valentine's Day and okay, it's just a way to get your money pretty much. And then, oh, it's Valentine's Day. Now you got you, you to gotta get something because it's Valentine's Day. You know, definitely all the boyfriends out there, you're going to have to get something for your significant other because, it's, oh, it's Valentine's Day. And if you don't get nothing for your significant other on Valentine's Day, then your relationship doesn't mean anything. You get what I'm saying? Because then there's nothing to post on your Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat, you know. I feel like that's how I feel. I'm not saying it's a, it's not a bad thing. Valentine's Day is cool. I've I've had a few good ones, if I may say so myself. But it's not something that I really like take seriously. And you know I've never been a I'm I'm not a fan of Christmas. I've never been a big fan of Christmas. But I will not ruin Christmas for anyone else. You know I just don't support it. I know you know I don't. I don't buy in the idea of Christmas. You know, the gift. I mean, because cool giving gifts, but like, let's be real. You know, Jesus was not born on December 25th. Yeah, he, he wasn't. You get what I'm saying? And the way Christmas and the way of the, the ideology of Christmas back then is not the same now. You know, it's been monetized, it's been capitalized, and with the fourth quarter, you know, with you know, corporations and everything. It's just perfect. It's just perfect for the fourth quarter. Let's put all these old things that we're trying to get rid of on sale. Let's make it in big capital letters. So let's get them all, you know, let's get them put on the sale. And for the first quarter, when the new year's rolling, now we got space for all the new things. That's That's my theory. You know, that's the way I think about it. You know. But, you know, Thanksgiving, I don't really support. It's not really supporting, but I just don't really participate. I don't I don't think, oh, it's Christmas time. Let's do No, you know. And that's probably a part of me growing up. But that's really just, you know, also, I'm not really, you know, I don't really mess with it like that. Thanksgiving, you know, I, I've kind of, you know, I've kind of rethink or I've rethought about it. But, um... I feel like with Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving should be every day, not just one day. You know, why Why is it Thanksgiving has to be that one day where all of our family is supposed to get together and celebrate? No, why can it not be? I mean, I understand people have lives and, you know, people have work and everything. But I feel like, you know, Thanksgiving should be every day. I'm thankful for every day that I'm alive. i you know, I'm I'm here, I'm able to, you know, talk, I'm able to breathe, I'm able to appreciate life, you know, Thanksgiving should be every day, and, you know, I, I, I will be like that for the rest of my life, you know, okay, moving forward, mental health check, how is your mental health, how is, how has your day been? How has your week been? I know it's just Monday, or actually it's Tuesday. But, like, how has the last few weeks been to you? With the news, with Kobe passing, I know that's been 
a big one. We lost a legend. We lost someone that, you know, we looked up to for many, 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 many years. And for many, many, many reasons. But how has your mental health been? Are you feeling down? Are you feeling up? You know, how has things, you know, been great for you? You know, and it's not me trying to run. It's not me. I don't have to know, but I want you, I want you to know. I want you to know if you've noticed or if you felt anything different. If you felt tired, you know, more tired as of late. Have you felt, you know, uninspired to do things when you wake up? Or have you had, have you had a hard time going to sleep at night? You know, these could be symptoms of depression. Have you felt like you wanted to be just alone away from everybody? You know, we're not we're not going to always know that something is up, you know. Typically someone would say something or someone would say, Oh, they noticed something, you know. You know, some people tell us they noticed something or a change. But there are certain things that we can also like, you know, once you know, me, if I, you know, me asking you, then you kind of notice and then you think about it, you know. I don't I don't have to know, but I want you to know, and I'm going to ask these questions so you can try to find out for yourself, you know. But how is your mental health? How's, how is everything, you know, with work? Is work stressing you out? Is school stressing you out? I know these kind of redundant questions or because work does typically stress a lot of us out and school does us. As well, high school, college, I know those things are, you know, do stress us out. But how has it been, you know, extreme cases of stress? Can you not sleep at all? Can you not settle down? Is your brain on over mode or overdrive? Is, is work making you, you know, is work affecting your you know, thinking at home or your mood, you know, when you make your home, you know, I hope it, I hope it, I hope it hasn't, you know, but I hope that, you know, you can start to notice and if you have noticed, you know, something is going wrong or something is going left, I hope that you can now start to build on to turning it right and turning it, you know, up because that's, um, that is important. You know, you, the listeners, the people that take the time out to out of the day to listen to me talk, you are important to me, and your mental health is also very, very important to me. It's a very important discussion. It is something that is not something, it is something that I think should be open, but there are certain, there are certain people that think it that look at it as, as a weakness or as a burden. And, you know, they don't like to talk about it or they feel shame to talk about it. But if you do feel open to discussing with me, of course, it will always be between us. And that you should have no shame. It is, it is nothing to be ashamed about. You know, we've all had those cases of depression and anxiety, as most people do, it's it's human, you know. It it's, it's it's it can happen, but you know we would want we don't want it to plague us. 
for more than you know what it should be. You know we don't we don't want it you know dragging us down. We don't want it to you know we don't want to become these type of things. You know we don't want to become these you know depression or the no we don't want to be that. We want to fight our battles head on and we have to be open doesn't necessarily have to be open to people but open with ourselves once you're able to accept the reality of the situation is whenever you can start to build start to heal you cannot heal what you never reveal and sometimes we we do our best to blind ourselves to certain things so we don't have to face them so we don't have to feel bad about ourselves but if we don't feel bad sometimes you don't give us the chance the opportunity to feel good you know and um please take some time evaluate and see what's going on you know to to you know the my followers that go to therapists therapy you know you're doing a great thing to for yourself. You're doing a great thing for yourself. You're doing a service for yourself. I highly recommend it. There's nothing to be ashamed about, you know. And to the people that, you know, need therapy, need therapists, but don't have the money, I, I'm, I'm a, um, there is a website where it's online. It's online. I, there might be an app as well where there's, there's hands-on therapy. There's real therapists, but it's online, and um, it's it's a good it's a also a good resource, you know, and you know I can um for next week's episode I will find all the websites and all the resources and I will, you know, I will I will say my talk about them and let you know what's what, you know, it is February eleventh, where so far month. And a week and a few days into the new year. It hasn't been a great new year. It hasn't been a great start to the new decade. But we will take and we will make the best out of what we are given. You know. Because we have to. You know. We have to. And that's how I That's how I want to live. That's how I want to do it. You know. I will take it and I will make the best out of it. I will make the you know, with the bad, I would make good out of the bad, and I would make great out of the good. You know, never settle for less. Never get comfortable. Appreciate the moment, but don't ever get comfortable where, you know, you think nothing can happen, nothing can ruin it. What you get, it can be taken away twice as fast, just as fast as you get it. You know, appreciate the little things as well. You know, appreciate the little things. And what is little to me will not be little to you. Whatever the little things are for you, appreciate them. The big things, of course, appreciate them. Even the medium things. You know, appreciate the life. Try to, even the bad. Appreciate the bad. Because we can make good out of the bad. Look at the bad as a lesson. You know, a loss isn't a loss. It's a lesson. Appreciate the pain as a blessing, okay? That's that's just how I live. That's that's my way of thinking. You know, nothing can hold me 
back except for me. And I think I've I've come a long way from, you know, holding myself back. If I don't understand something, you know, when I was in school, if I didn't understand something, I would just close my mouth and go about my day not knowing what was talked about or what was discussed. But then after failing and not knowing, you know, oh, this is my livelihood almost. This is this is my life. This is my GPA. This is this is me. My this is my future I have to take care of. If I don't un I I can't if I don't understand it, then I have to say something. I have to raise my hand. And of course wait until I'm caught on or, you know, I'll have to raise my hand, get my teacher's attention. Hey, I don't understand this. Can we can we you know? Oh, if we can't, you know, if you can't go, if we don't, if we're running out of time and now, what about after school? Can you stay after school? Can I get some tutoring or some one-on-one help? Or early in the morning, okay, are you, you know, before class starts, can I come in early? Let's talk about it, you know, with homework. It's due today, but before class, come in and you need some help. You get what I'm saying? Or, you know, after school tutoring in the library or whatnot, you know, there there's many ways to solve our problems. We have to we have to be able to, you know, admit that we need help and we have to you know, we have to look for the resources. You know? We have to look for the resources. And that's a big thing, you know. A big thing is putting the effort and trying to find it for ourselves. I know we live in a generation where we want convenience. We want to be comfortable. We want this, that, and the third, but not really put in the work for it. I'm not saying everyone. I'm not trying to categorize everybody. But that's kind of been what has, you know, that's kind of been the case. You know, with Uber and with Grubhub and um, Deal what, DoorDash? Yeah, DoorDash. Hey, I use DoorDash. And guess what? I don't I don't mind paying the extra six dollars for, you know, the delivering fee and a tip. You know, if I or if I wanted to or I could have gone out, got myself up, drove myself or drove to the place and got it for just ten dollars or less than that, you know? But we want to be comfortable, and we want to have someone else do it, and it, we will pay as much as we want, you know, as much as we can to be comfortable and for convenience. It's, I'm not, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but, you know, we kind of miss those opportunities to appreciate how far we've come and how far, you know, our grandmothers have come, our grandfathers, our uncles, our, our, you know, aunties, even our parents, you know, you know, our parents, we may look at them as old and out of touch with the technology and the advancement in technology and things that, you know, we're so used to, but they was able to graduate high school, they was able to graduate college without Google, they was able to graduate, you know, school and from these places and, you know, make a living 
without Google, without the internet, you know? They didn't even know what the internet really was. All the internet was was a bunch of beeping and noises, you know? They they was able to be successful without the things that we take for granted. We take Google for granted, you know? We be, you know, on Facebook and, you know, I'm sure people on Twitter and all these other places don't be knowing nothing. Why? How? How is that impossible to not know what something is when you have the computer in your hand? You get what I'm saying? How do we not know some of the things that we should or we could if we just gave it a Google search or a Bing search? You get what I'm saying? You know, oh, I didn't know this, but you have Google, you have the search engines, but you don't search. You get what I'm saying? It, 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 it just, um, it just, it confuses me. I don't understand it, but I do understand it. Because we, you know, we just, we don't really care, I guess, you know. But there's just no excuse to not know certain these, certain, some of these things that I feel like Certain people are okay with not knowing it, you know? Some people will go online or the Facebooks and, you know, oh, I'm like such and such and such, which is bad, but haha, you know, you know, like, no. People like, you know, there are some people out there that want attention and it doesn't matter if it's negative, but it's attention. So they will grab at it. And it's kind of, it's embarrassing to me, you know, and childish, but, you know, it is what it is. But I'm just saying, you know, we should know a whole lot more. You know, we should, ho- we should know a whole lot more than we do. With all the things on Google that we can search, we, sh- we shouldn't be unaware. But even with... Um, even with the news and things, you know, if you don't watch the news, you're unaware, you watch the news, no, you watch the, you watch the news, you don't watch the news, you're misinformed, you're uninformed, and you watch the news, you're misinformed, you know, then even with the news, you know, the news is such a, such a scam, you know, to me, this is all my, this is, how I feel. I'm not trying to... Nothing I'm saying, nothing I ever say, am I ever trying to push a narrative or an agenda to make any of you think the way I'm thinking. This is just my perspective and for the way I think, and I'm just giving it to y'all to to add another perspective, you know? But I definitely think that, you know, the news is just... It's just... Uh, it's just it's it's as dark as Hollywood is. You want to think of, you know how shady Hollywood is. The news is just as bad, you know. So I I hate I I don't even like watching the news. You know, I feel like you know online being online or going on Google is more like the news. Just watching the people talk is just. You can tell when people are just shady sometimes, you know. But a lot of this negativity plaguing and all this corruption and all these type of things, it's just so unappealing to watch, you know. 
but sometimes you just gotta look at look for for yourself, you know. But like I said, convenience. We rather watch it than look for it for ourselves. Look up for the look up the information, and but you know if even even if we look up the information, how do we know that it's true? You know, how do we know it's not biased? Even if it is on a website that is you know dot org and not Wikipedia, of course. How do we? How will we ever know for sure that it's true? You know. Sometimes it's. You know, sometimes it is. You like to think it is. I was having a discussion the other day about, you know, the organic food and the processed food. You know how the difference between, you know, just the nutrition and everything. You know, processed food not being great. You know, artificial flavors and all those type of things versus the organic. But how do we know that they're not putting the things, the same things in the processed food or in the bad food in the organic? How do we know for sure? We're not there. You get what I'm saying? We're not there. Of course, we're trusted. Oh, it's organic. Oh, it's $10. No, it's some outrageous, but it's organic. So, you know, of course, it's going to cost more. But we never know for sure. You get what I'm saying? Unless we're there. You know. I would like to. I would love to start my own garden somewhere. You know. And I make my own fruit. My own, you know, vegetable garden. Fruit garden. But we never know for sure. You know. The pesticides and all those type of things to get the bugs on. We don't know if, you know, it's still on the organic food, you know. Always wash your vegetables and fruits. Don't just be, I, I've, I've noticed some people just be picking up the grapes and they eat inside the store and they go and buy it or, you know what I'm saying? Don't do that. That's, that's, that's really unsanitary. I tell you that. You don't know the hands that's been touching all those fruits or the grapes. Really, it's been the grapes where people eat, eat them. You don't know if someone sneezed and then the sneeze blows on the... You don't, you don't know. You know? You don't know. And the more you know, the more you know. The more you know, the more you realize you don't know anything. If that made any sense. You get what I'm saying? But just with all the, the coronavirus being... That is it's just that's been just a shock wave of just hurt, you know, people dying from that being people getting sick. I pray for the families that's have to deal with, you know, a family member passing or a friend passing. I, I pray for them. You know, my love is being sent to the max for y'all. Okay. I, you know, if you want to send out a prayer or, you know, a well wish or anything like that, just sending positive energy to them, to the universe, that would be appreciated. I'm sure it would be appreciated for them. You know, that is that is something that is something serious. You know, it has to. It's it must be taken serious. But you know, we must continue to pray for them. Moving forward, um, happy Women in Science Day. I am, I am just, I mean, I, I am just, I am just so happy for women. You know, I grew up, 
I mean, I was I did, I wasn't raised by my mother. I was not, but I was raised by some incredible women. My aunties, my cousins, my grandmother, even my other grandmother, my sisters. You know, I I was raised by some of the greatest women I've ever known and ever have in my life, and I am appreciative. And I've learned the most from them, you know, and just seeing the breakthroughs for women, you know, a women's revolution, we could say. I am all in. I am happy. I'm ecstatic. And I am. This is only the beginning, you know, you know, you know, the fight for equality, the fight for the recognition and um, the recognition yeah, the recognition, you know, women have been, you know, slighted, they've been shorthanded, they've been given less and made the most, and I can, I will argue and say even more than men, we, you know, I think this is just the beginning for women, and I'm I'm looking forward to it, you know, I'm looking forward to it, happy Women in Science Day. To all the women out there in those fields, in those fields where it's predominantly men and sometimes you may feel out of place being just the only woman in the room. I'm proud of you. Keep going, okay? Do never give up and don't ever feel as if you don't have a voice. You are there in those rooms for a reason. You are there in those places for a reason. Don't ever feel that you don't deserve to be there, don't ever feel out of place, okay? You are there and make, and I believe you will make the best out of every opportunity, okay? You are there for a reason. I am proud of you, okay? Keep going, okay? All the women out there, this is your day, many days. Happy Women in Science Day, okay? And before we... Um, before we close, I would like to say congratulations to Brad Pitt winning his first Oscar. Wow, I just I move on from women, then I talk about men. I'm so sorry, but um, Brad Pitt winning his first Oscar. This is a big deal. I'm a big Brad Pitt fan. Brad Pitt won his first Oscar Best Supporting Actor in for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I've yet to see that movie. Okay, listen. I've yet to see Fully, Hobbs and Shaw. I've yet to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I've yet to see Joker. Those are three movies that I'm preserving for when the time is right. And I'm starting to live. I've started to start. I've started. I start. I started to live more like. Okay. Live in the present. I can't preserve anything for the future. Because you never know. But those are three movies that I really want. To wait for the right time. Definitely Joker and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've seen bits and pieces of Hobbs and Shaw. But congratulations Bill Pitt. This is your first um, Oscar. You deserve it. You deserved all of them. That you were you know, nominated for. Also yesterday February 10th. On 2004. Kanye West. Um, released the College Dropout. That was a great album. I think like Through the Wire. Jesus Walks. All them, he, he that was an amazing, amazing album, and pray. I pray for Ye. I hope I hope he's in a better place. But um, 
this is it. This has been the third episode. Um, I love you. Okay, everyone, all of y'all in my prayers, all of y'all in my thoughts. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. You got this. You got this. All right? Cheese!